Giants season. Join us this October 1st through 3rd for our first annual Fight, Laugh, Feast conference. We are bringing a mix of beer and psalms, fellowship and food, and speakers who have been deplatformed by the evangelical elite and occasionally end up in Facebook jail. Step out of the boring, benign Christian conference circuit and step into the rowdy Christian world of engaging culture while standing firmly on God's word. Most conferences will lull your faith to sleep and teach you how to obey the 11th commandment, but our people, our culture, our country needs the high-octane gospel that applies to every area of our lives. So join us in Nashville as we fight, laugh, and feast together. Sign up now at fightlaughfeast.com, and we look forward to seeing you in Nashville October 1st through 3rd as we build a rowdy Christian culture for God's glory and our good. You know we at war with your gods, your flesh in the world gotta die. Should Christians be involved in politics? Duh. Are you guys going to mail in your vote this this fall? Mm. You know, November, mail-in voting? Depends whose name's on it. What about uh, you going to get your hair cut at Nancy Pelosi's old salon? <laughs> you know, because she ain't going back she, there no well, more. Well, I, her, the I, salon might I, not be there either. I need a haircut. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. I better On your beard? <laughs> Never. The problem is he can only go outside. He can't go inside. We also got Jonathan Lehman oh. coming on Does at halftime. Really? Yeah. Is it nine marks or is it ten marks? We're going to find out. We're going to find out. <laughs> Welcome well, to Cross Politic. Thank you for joining us on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. It's good to be with you guys. Make sure uh, you download our app. We got that's that's the place to go. You can get our daily news brief on there in the bullet in the bullpen. In the bulletin. I was going to say in the bulletin. In the bulletin. In the bullpen. <laughs> Uh, with with Mark Dewey. And then, of course, in October 1st through 3rd, we can't wait for Nashville. Yep. So many people are going to be out there. I'm excited. Jeff Durbin. We got people from all over flying in. Club members. David Bonson. Non-club members. We actually got non-club members coming. I got to tell you guys something. Yeah. Uh, this show might suffer because Gabe has been spending so much time mm. focusing on the conference. Oh, so the conference might be amazing. Yeah. Show? Not so much. You guys, you guys, so, um, seriously, like right before the show started, I mean, oh. we were like waiting for him, like, yeah. you know, to get to do the Dang. recording to the show. Can I? And, and, and he's like, oh, sorry, I just, I'll, I'll, ex- text. I'll explain everything in Nashville. <laughs> I guess. Hey, you know what else, who else is going to be in Nashville is T Rex Arms. Yes. yes. I'm looking forward, I'm looking forward to that. T Rex Arms. Man, there are boys, they're actually, um, about an hour, hour outside of Nashville. Too. And you yeah. know what I'm wearing right now? I uh, look at you. Ooh. See that? Um, this is this is NRB TV. Uh, what? So ain't Christians? You know what? Second I Amendment. Know Second Amendment. I couldn't even feel mine, but I got one on too. Man, look at that! An extra Didn't clip? even know. An extra clip in oh, there. Oh, do you have a sidecar? That oh, sidecar they side have car. is really mm. nice. Hey, this show's brought to you by Classical Conversations, which supports homeschooling parents by cultivating the love of learning through a Christian worldview and fellowship with other families. They provide a classical, Christ-centered curriculum, local like-minded communities that gathered together across the United States, actually, and in several mm. countries. Mm. They train parents who are striving to be great classical educators in the home. You can get more information. If you want to get connected, please visit their website, classicalconversations.com, classical, Christian, get connected, get community. So I'm running for Latah County Commissioner. Really? That's what you yes. think. I didn't right. even know. I'm in this. Uh, he didn't even know. He I was am. just on the phone a so, minute ago. Uh, melon voting is a kind of an issue. Yeah. Uh, even thing, for even thing? for local elections. Oh, okay. Um. It well, it's been it's been a problem. And and actually, I have a friend who works at the local post office here in town, and he his job is to do all the sorting and everything. Yeah. Right. And and he said melon voting has already started happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that they have thrown away a bunch of melon voting packages because they can't even get them to the address. It gets rejected. The people don't live there anymore right. or whatever. So there's but, all these melon ballots 
that are starting to kind of that, that can't make it way to their house that are huh. starting to kind of accumulate inside the post office. All you have to do is go and break into the post office and get all these mail-in ballots, and you got a problem. You can you can actually send those back in. How how would they verify? Right. That these people didn't vote. So we got this really interesting clip here about Attorney General Barr talking about mail-in voting. Of course, um, it's become a political uh, horse between the Democrats and and the political and, horse. And, yeah, polit- political horse. It, yeah. <laughs> whipping horse. Political whipping horse. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. Between uh, the Democrats and, and like President Trump. Like I said, Trump. crazy yeah. show. This is, you know, it's th- reckless. Well, this is a you know sort of cheap talk to get around the fundamental problem which is the bipartisan commission chaired by Jimmy Carter and James Baker said back in 2009 that mail-in voting is fraught with the risk of fraud and coercion. But since then, and, there and until a this administration no, well, have improved it. Let me talk. Yeah, please. Uh, and since, this, since that time, there have been, in the newspapers, in networks, academic studies saying it is open to fraud and coercion. The only time the narrative changed is after this administration came in. But elections that have been held with mail have found substantial fraud and coercion. For example, we indicted someone in Texas, 1,700 ballots collected from people who could vote. He made them out and voted for the person he wanted to. One of the things to keep in mind is that kind of thing happens with mail. I'm done with him. I mean, I mean. Thank God for William Barr. But yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the, keep in mind there's a difference between mail-in voting and absentee voting, right. Right. absentee right. ballots. Right. We've done absentee va- ballots for decades, yeah, for, yeah. for a long, long time. Right. Yep. The difference, though, is, is with absentee val- ballots, you have to go and request, request one. Yes. You, you can go online. You can mail in something or whatever. And you, But you're in some way verifying that you're a person. You're alive. You live here. Yeah. And, they, you know, there's an address that's connected with your name. Right. Mail-in Voting is the practice of just sending ballots willy nilly, just out and having a list of addresses right. and sending which them out, which is going to go yep. about as well as you know uh, the stimulus checks. Yeah, one point four billion dollars uh. in stimulus checks went out to dead folks. Wait, wait, uh. how much? <laughs> one point four billion went to dead folks. So yeah, I don't really trust the ability. I heard, to get I heard this somebody's right. dog got one. Are you serious? No. I mean, it was going around on the Twitter. I, I mean, wonder who if the knows? dog can vote. I mean, you know, huh. I mean, he's he's a. Uh, Little Lord Fauntleroy was our dog, and you know that was, he, he's but, dead now. But I didn't get hey, a check from as him. As long as know. that dog has consent, but the, the, <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. There's one thing I do want to think about too. In this, have you noticed from both sides? There's this kind of talk and play about we might get cheated out of election. Oh, I know. I just heard Hillary Clinton talking about Joe Biden does not need to concede whatsoever, push it all the way through. So it seems like the respectable form of politics is getting lost, yep. and there's an erosion of. We're going of, of, you know what, we're going to submit to what yeah. happens. The, well, Barr says in the same interview with Wolf Blitzer that uh, it's playing with fire. Yeah. And he doesn't merely mean that it's just fraught with um, a potential fraud. Right. Though it is. Yes. As, as studies have demonstrated for years. We know this. this bipartisan is studies. Like masks don't work. We know this for a long time. But what, yeah. <laughs> I see what you did. <laughs> um, but the, the thing is, is that he's also saying it's, it's, um, it's flammable. It's, 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 um, dangerous because it is lessening the confidence people have in the process. And do we need that right now? And we do not need that, that is right not, now. And, you know, I have yeah. actually had to watch, watching Fox, yeah. I actually had to take my mind and say, listen, 
you are going to submit to what happens, okay? <laughs> because they're even pushing on their side. Guys, they might take this one. We might. Right. And, and I want to be careful. It's like, hold on. We, we still want to be a society. Like we talked about with John D. Berry on Wednesday. Yeah. We want to be a society yep. that has laws and rules, and we want to follow those rules. Right. Like, I don't want to be ignorant. Right. But at the same time, I don't want to get myself ramped up right. to go over the side that the same way the left is going yeah, over yeah, the yeah, side. Right. So, yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. Barr's saying there are ways to vote. Not, you don't have to be in person. Right. If you if you're elderly, if you're immune compromised, yep. if you're going to be gone that you day, request. you can request an absentee ballot. Yep. Nobody's right. saying you can't do it. Nobody's saying you can't do it. I think Trump maybe like goofed in some of his language a couple times, <laughs> but but he's clarified since then. Nobody's saying you can't vote. You know, you have to be there in a crowded room or whatever if that's right. what you're concerned right. about. And what we're talking about is the mass mailing of just ballots everywhere yep. here and there, and that's what he's talking about with the guy in Texas. With and 17. you can go to the post office, break in, and find a pile well, of trash sitting on the side no, and grab those mail but, dude, ballots. I, I don't think that. That's the d- danger. No. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that's the, the danger is is actually all the ballots going out everywhere and somebody just collecting them. Yeah, and, and I, I, anybody can vote, and dead people, yeah. you know, can can vote, and yeah. it's just you know, it's mm-hmm. just up your house, and you just sign it and send it in. I just mm-hmm. bought a There's house. No verification that it's yours. The place that I have still gets mail from the old. Of course, owner. it does. And it gets, I get important mail from but, the old owner. So we, can, we used to get important mail from the previous owners of our house, and they had died. Yeah, see? Right. So wow. and we wow. would still get it at our right. house. And, and how much more so when it's something that's significant, like voting? Well, and then you got the situation in California where they're requiring everyone to wear masks. They won't let John MacArthur go back to church. You got, they're actually, there's a church in Pasadena that they're threatening with civil penalties and arrests. Right, yeah. Uh, and then right now they're working on this bill called SB 145 that passed. Okay. Where it is, um, uh, it would, it only give judges, it gives a judges expanded discretion to determine whether an adult must register as a sex offender or not. So right now, currently in the state of California, it's legal, uh, it's illegal for someone who's 10 years senior to have sex with a 14 year old. Yep. Okay. But the, ju- but there's leeway for, uh, male female and- sexual relations for the judge to judge this case is okay. That, that's not pedophilia. Or that's not um, a child predator situation. Okay, if so it can be that demonstrated person, that was consensual, or consensual, whatever. and they wouldn't have to register as a sex offender. Okay, now they this bill one forty five actually expanded that to sodomy. Yeah, so it's now saying that if if it's a sodomy situation, the same rules apply where the judge can determine if, if this guy's a sexual predator or this this person's a sexual predator or not. This is there's and everything. A couple things wrong. With, I mean. Bunch of stuff wrong with this. Yeah, thing. yeah. yeah. Uh, but one is, of course, that the whole idol of consent is a major problem. That's right. Okay. This, there's, there's no stopping this. There's no right. breaks on this, and we know this already because right now, probably in the state of California, even and in many states, if a five year old boy thinks he's a girl, right, you know, he he can give consent. Uh, to to be mutilated. Yeah, right. That's right. To, that's right. You know, to have his right. his his sexual organs chopped off. Yep. That's right. And mm-hmm. be given. You know, why? Because uh, he, he's apparently a five-year-old boy can give consent to that. Well, you know the case in Texas where the mom right. is wanting the boy to transition. But the, and and, this, and the, judge, the judge ruled in her favor. Right, and that's the thing. They aren't even worrying about his consent. It's the mom's consent. Right. But that's the thing, guys. The, the, you cannot stop this. Yeah. Okay? The logic of this is that pedophilia can happen. Yeah. Right. If a person can decide to have their, organ, their sexual organs cut off, right. Yeah, yeah, right. change their gender, five. then mm-hmm. they can also consent to sodomy. Right. Okay. Why, other, why not? The other thing which that, should be illegal anyway. It should be. And that's the second thing I was going to get yeah. to is um, when you abandon God's law, then you can't, you do not know anymore that there's a difference between mm-hmm. fornication, which is a sin yeah. and yeah. sometimes a crime, right. and sodomy, 
which is always a sin and always a crime. Right. Yeah. Um, there's, there, there's no distinctions left there. And you know, something else is happening here. If I, I'm trying to understand this properly. So is, is it saying that if you have sex with a minor that was consensual at a young age, right? Then they're trying to say what yep. age is 14 not. to 17 year old, okay. 10 years they're seeing. So, so the, judge, the judge has discretion. So basically, may label it a, a sex offender or not. So around yeah. the time that Mary right. had Jesus kind of thing, right? All right, yeah. so we're talking about that age group, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Because it's funny because you know how many times, as a biblical theonomist, there's so many times. You're I, whoa, whoa, what? Uh, yeah, I know. I said a cuss oh, word. Oh, 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 theonomy. <laughs> Beat that out. Um, but it's funny that the bride tax is always something that people push against me and say, "Do you think we should be having the bride tax?" Yeah. And it's like that's what they're doing. Oh yeah. How to because, so what they're saying is, okay, is this person responsible in any way for something they've done with yep. another person that's yep. consensual? Yep. And especially if it's a girl, right? If it's a girl, right? Yep. That, a fourteen-year-old so, girl with so a twenty-four-year-old man, or something if, like that. If yep. this isn't your wife, and you've taken her, right? The question is, are you responsible to her? Right. And the Bible has something to say about right. that. Right. And, and they're and, they're legalizing and legislating the bride yeah. price. It's, it, it's, it's not whether. It's not whether, but which. It's, yeah, which. it's exactly not whether, right. but which. Yeah. And the thing that the point out here is the reason why this is wicked is because what happens though is is when this happens, the bride price is not being paid to the it's, girl, <laughs> and it's not being paid to her family. <laughs> it's being right. paid to the state of California. That's, that's right. right. That's right? exactly which, it. incidentally, is the mama. Which well, that's the mama. Yes, but also this is where this is why the whole argument of reparation has gotten so much traction yeah okay because we divorced restitution from the individual from the individual right that's right right. i have no problem with an actual individual who committed a crime against that individual that's right and and if it can be traced back even sometime Mm -hmm. make it right yeah i don't have any problem with that but but reparations is this is this idea though that there's some kind of crime against society right yeah it's victim and then it and then it's and then it's compounded by aligning it with skin color Mm -hmm. yeah and it's victim via proxy you weren't actually the person offended but i can take the offense on myself right Right. if you you showed up from ethiopia last year you could be like where are my reparations right Right. exactly right but well then we have this you're talking about bride laws um and of course we've been hammering on like basically the covid laws or levitical laws yeah absolutely arbitrary levitical laws and it's not whether but which coming up this comes up with uh jonathan lehman in our interview coming up we talk a little bit about this yeah Um, but it's all arbitrary and then you have the ruling elite kind of gets away with everything you know taylor swift gets away with everything they can go to vmas in new york okay and and, well they did oh wow and then and then the governor cuomo gives them uh you know exceptions right so you can come to new york you can sing you can do your thing it's like it's like it's like the mayor of philly he was eating dinner inside in maryland maryland he went across the border yes where he could not eat dinner in his own city he went over to maryland the border and and of course now you got nancy pelosi i don't know if you guys this has gone just all over the place nancy pelosi's now defending herself about getting her hair done inside so it's illegal in well, san francisco it was. it was oh i think it i think she was a day short she was day early oh it was that's, supposed to it was supposed to change on september 1st this is august 31st that's hilarious so, day early so currently when I this think, happened i think it changed she was allowed to get her hair done outside of the salon on the right. sidewalk right not inside not inside and let me just say this i take responsibility for trusting uh, the word of a neighborhood salon that i've been to over the years many times and that um, when they said what well, we're able to accommodate people one person at a time and that we can set up that time I trusted that oh. as it turns out it was a setup so oh. I take responsibility oh. for falling for a setup <laughs> oh. and that's all I'm going to say it was a setup. On that. Falling I think that they owe, for a uh, that this salon owes me an apology for oh. setting up oh. but I will say this in fairness to him and in, uh, sympathetic to him, 
We have to get our country moving again. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, you got something for that? I do, but it's going to have to wait until uh, the third segment. Because, what? Yeah, I know. I know that's, that's oh a great, great teaser, right? Oh, there's a lot more. And wait till you see what the press secretary did to Nancy. Oh. <laughs> but right now, Jonathan Lehman, coming up next on oh, Cross Politics. Buckle up. Hold on for the third segment, too. More Cross Politics coming up next. <laughs> I know, they're throwing tomatoes at the screen right now. <laughs> when a medical need arises... Hundreds of thousands of Christians across the nation care for one another by sharing financially for those medical needs. Samaritan members pray and reflect God's love and care by providing for one another. While times continue to change, God's love doesn't. He cares for us as we are called to care for one another. Welcome back to the one and the only Cross Politic on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. It's good to be here. Yes, it, it is. is. Now, it is. Doing this. Hey, we are really grateful to have with us on the line right now uh, Pastor Jonathan Lehman. He's the editorial director for Nine Marks. Uh, he's done uh, undergraduate, graduate degrees in political science. He began his Ooh. career in journalism. I didn't know that. Uh, where he worked as an editor for an international economics magazine. Whoa. Washington, D.C. Since his call to ministry, Jonathan has earned a Master of Divinity, Ph.D. in Theology. Also worked as From an interim pastor. Where did he get that? I, I don't know. It doesn't say. He got one. That's I, all I think that matters, it's Southern, I think it's Southern Baptist. Was it University of Phoenix? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it, was, it was Southern Baptist, wasn't it? University? Southern Baptist? Seminary, University of Wales. Oh, there you go. Oh, hey, I know yeah. about I know about, well, how about them. that. There's yeah. some, there's some awesome. good, there's some good people there. He's yeah. also the author of Political Church and How the Nations Rage. He's also edits okay. Nine Marks books as well as the Nine Marks Journal and has written piles and piles of things. Jonathan, thanks for joining us on Cross Politic. Thanks, guys. Glad to be here. Um, and just for audience, he he actually has seen some Cross Politic before. A couple minutes, and he and he and he and he came on. He came on the show. So like, that's another like gold star. Yeah, if yeah. you have a producer, fire him. They should have got you a lot more shows than two. <laughs> and the, and the, list, the listeners should know that Toby warned me. Anything that happens after the tape begins is my fault. I don't know. We all know what's going on here. So there's uh, there's been a meme going around. Maybe you've seen it. Uh, you know, maybe the tenth mark of the church should be meeting for church. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and you know, um, so maybe just to, to set this up, did, did the California government have the right to order John MacArthur's church to shut down in-person indoor services? I understand that a government has the authority. Let me borrow a couple of categories that I read from Doug Wilson. Right? <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, you got that? Yeah. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> I understand that the, the, the state has authority, as he put it, I think drawing on the magisterial reform tradition, Protestant tradition, yeah. uh, in circa, right? Or around sacred things. I'm sorry, circa sacra, right, yeah. around sacred go. things, not in circa, in sacred things. Right, right. And insofar as the state has authority over bodies coming together in ways that are in some sense safe. And so we respect zoning regulations, we respect fire codes, uh, insofar as state has authority circa 
sacra around sacred things. Mm-hmm. I think it's acceptable. And I think I'm agreeing with an early article I read from Doug Wilson here mm-hmm. to at least temporarily ask the congregation, or not even say not ask, require a congregation, I mean, up the ante there, require a congregation mm-hmm. to at least temporarily stop meeting. Like if there's a crowd of fire, if there's a fire in the church or something like that. Yeah, I would say if there's a fire in church at the very least, that's an odd, yeah. I think most of us would agree that's a, I don't, I don't, the, the reason that's kind of an emotionally easy one to use is we all recognize if there's a blaming, blaming, you know, a flaming, you know, yeah, the building's fire on fire. Run, you can see the flames. We're, we're all going to yeah. run out. Right. right. We all feel that. Right? We all agree. But let, let's, let's, let's not make the threat so imminent. Let's suppose it's, it's, it's Japanese bombers potentially flying over San Francisco and, you know, the, the, the government saying we, we need, we need, uh, 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 to evacuate blackouts yeah. in the evening. Yeah. So churches in San Francisco and San Jose and all that cooperate. Let's even say obey the government uh, for the next few months or however long this goes to not meet in the evenings or at least meet in the dark in evenings. Right. So yeah, I think there's a limited authority a church, the government has to say to a church, hey, don't gather please for your own sake so that you may continue to gather in the long run. Mm-hmm. That's That's in a nutshell, we, we can unpack that, double-click, whatever you want. But in a nutshell, I think that would be my starting point. So how does – so apply this to a, a sickness, a, a, a disease, yeah. um, uh, you know, a plague potentially. Um, has your view – uh, adjusted at all? Um, you know, so start there, and I think, again, in principle, I think we do agree. Um, but how does, how does the information we have um, change the um, – your response. So, you know, the, 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 and, and maybe just apply it specifically to, you know, Hey, this is the bubonic plague. Uh, a few million people might die. Uh, if you don't, um, you know, shut everything down right this minute, that's what we're hearing in March. Here we are September. Um, yeah. are we still there? Yeah. Uh, at the principal levels, no, my, my views have changed zero contrary to certain reports out there spread among some my <laughs> views or perspectives on the necessity of the gathering of the church in response to that 10th mark of a church meme. My views have changed absolutely zero. Now, when it comes to applying or making judgments in any given moment, when we have the sort of overlap of jurisdictions that again, Wilson seems to affirm and I've affirmed in various pieces when it comes to judgments we all make. Okay, well, what time is it now? Is it time now to stand up? Is it time now to, uh, uh, when I say stand up, like disobey the government? Or is it time now to continue submitting? I think different churches are going to make different judgments along the way. And what I tried to explain in my earlier pieces was simply that different churches will make different judgments at different points. And across churches and across Christians, I think there's room to offer that kind of flexibility. So now if you're asking me, what did I think in March versus what do I think now? Yeah, I'd say that's probably evolved some, but I, I don't know that it's necessarily pertinent to anybody so, other than my so a state, So a state that's still, a state government that's still ordering a church um, to not meet in person um, is still a legitimate uh command to submit to today well it's going to depend on where you are right i uh, well I, maybe put it this and way it's going to depend on the the threat where you are but I'm, yeah but i'm asking like I, I, what I we know about COVID 19 though see here's 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 the challenge when 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 that statement was made by macarthur and great the grace elders which honestly i think was a courageous stand and i respect their brother those brothers and their their 
their courage and, and making that particular judgment for their congregation. And uh, I applaud them. And I hope I have that same kind of courage when the moment comes for me and my elders. And I, I would commend all all churches and pastors to display that same kind of courage. I just want to applaud that. Uh, when they said that, it wouldn't go out to pastors and churches around the world. And so I had pastors in Australia and pastors in Canada and pastors in Latin America contacting me and saying, hey, members of my church are hearing what MacArthur's saying and feeling like we have to do the same thing necessarily. And that's where I'm just like, well, hold on. I, I, I can't imagine making that judgment for pastors and churches in Australia, Latin America. All over the world. Canada, you know, around the world. It's just like, that's not my job. My job is to not make that judgment call. Now, I, so, if, I, if I remember um, that you and uh, Pastor Dever, who I love, every time I go to D.C., I've visited y'all's churches on my business trips and everything. So I, I really appreciate um, Mark also and your church, your church. I love your worship service and all that stuff. Um, uh, but I, if I remember correctly, you and Mark had a podcast where you guys were kind of talking about how you would not spend the kind of cultural capital that John MacArthur spent on, on kind of making some of the decision that he made. Um, and I, I don't, I don't remember that. I remember saying that in my article. I, I don't remember that. I don't remember that part of the conversation, but yeah, let me, yeah. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm sure. Cause I, I said that in my article. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My point there was, uh, recognize that making a judgment. I mean, frankly, I mean, it, it's like anything else a pastor does, right? You recognize that you have a certain amount of capital to spend. Let's suppose you're, you're, you're dealing with a, a troubled marriage, right? A, a, Sure. A husband and a wife who are angry at each other. They're each blaming the ch- uh, each other. You, you got to kind of step through that situation wisely. And you kind of have your own assessment of who's to blame in this problem. But yeah, yeah you're, not, you're not entirely positive. And you know you got to have to push back on both of them. You know you have to be careful how much you ask of each of them when in moving them towards A, repentance, where it's necessary, or B, reconciliation, right? So pastors are always making those kinds of judgment calls. Like, okay, do, do I have the capital right now to require this of the woman or the man? Or is that just going to harden their hearts? Are they going to pull back? I mean, pastors are doing this all the time. Uh, and I think my point then with this was, friends, recognize we're going to have plenty of occasions to stand up against the government. And recognize also that spend a little capital here, you're going to have less capital there. Uh, so make sure, you know, just be careful before you decide which hills to die on. It, it right? seems Not like, all hills are worth dying on. Yeah. Just yeah. be careful to make sure, you know, when it's time to die on this hill. And I guess. Well, church on Sunday morning would actually be a hill I'd be ready to die on. <clears throat> well, see, I, see, but that's, but that's not what, the, that's not what I contested. What I contested was, I said, certainly Christ's church in some form or fashion, and I would even say on Sunday, should meet. Does it have to meet that in that building at this time with all the membership? And that's where I said, okay, we, we can be a little flexible. I'm not okay, how are we gonna cut this diamond? And the way I'm contesting in the article or the original article is we, we don't have to cut it right here, which is we have to meet in this building altogether. Well, no, we we could find other ways to meet. So yeah, I would I would I would agree with you, Knox. I think Christians should do all they can to gather. Absolutely. I- are you guys meeting and gathering together right now, Jonathan, you, at your church? Have you guys decided to yeah, do we that? Yeah, we meet, we meet outside, outside, kind of in a field right next to Green Belt Baptist Church. They've kindly provided their space. We ordinary, we're a church plant. We ordinarily meet in elementary school. And since the elementary school shut down entirely since March or whenever, 
we've had to go elsewhere. And so right now we're meeting in a field next to Green Belt Baptist Church at 8 a.m. <laughs> so right in the room. So part of, I guess part of my question is still kind of going back to John MacArthur, not to pick on those guys or to kind of make that the focus, but because trying to work through a few things, and I think they're right in the center of it, so it's helping us work through kind of a, a, a litany of different things here. Um, when well, and we should we should all we should Knox we should all be praying for him. I, I, I guess, oh, absolutely. I for today, and yeah, uh, yeah. and we, we pray that the, the the government or the judge rather would would find in their favor. Yeah. Um. I, when when they decided to go ahead and make the decision that what they see happening with COVID nineteen not really being as deadly or as a threat a threat as the federal as the government has said it was and they decided to meet did the federal government still have the authority to regulate their services. The way I understand authority is that no human authority has absolute authority. God alone has absolute authority. All human authority is necessarily relative, right? right. Authority is, is, is something that we don't possess intrinsically. It's something that we are given. And the government is given authority for certain times and certain places. Right. And throughout life and many times, various authorities come into contradiction, right? So yeah. I, I use the example, I think, in an article, maybe another article. The state says you're abusing your child and you're saying, no, I'm only spanking my child. Well, one of them is right, mm-hmm. okay? And so there's a sense in which at any moment in which two authorities come into conflict, there's there's no final on earth, at least, you know, they're right or they're sure. right. Sure. It all sort of fits on the, the, the final judgment. So what we have in this moment is is two authorities, the church and the state coming increasingly into contact yeah. or a uh, uh, conflict. Yeah. Right? And in, in one sense, Knox. The final resu- – you ask me, is it right, or do they still have the authority? And I'm kind of like, well, you know, that's going to finally be revealed on the last day. And each church is going to have to make a judgment for itself about how we are to act right now. So, you know, my church is going to make one assessment, one judgment. Yours might make a slightly different one. But let me, let, me, let me answer your question this way. Please. Potentially, yes, they still have that authority. The church, the state does, that is. Potentially, no, they do not. I, I'm just going to insist on the possibility of both, and I'm not going to say necessarily yes or necessarily no. But wouldn't it be – Only the final judgment is going to reveal which of those two was right. But wouldn't it be your duty as a pastor to clear, clearly um, show your sheep how uh, what the situation is in your congregation yeah. in that moment, in that time, to yeah. say the, yeah. the government is wrong? Well, if uh, yeah, if, if you and your fellow elders believe it's the, the state has – overstepped or been unjust and where it's stepped. Yeah, absolutely. That is your duty as a pastor to do so. I'd like to go back a little bit to even just sort of some of the assumptions I think behind this. And I, I, um, in some of our, we, you were kind enough to respond to an article I wrote back in May and we had a little back and forth on, in the comments on my blog. And, um, one of the things that I was pressing on was I, I think, I think we in many ways have backed ourselves into a huge corner in this country where we have allowed the government um, to exercise, um, I do believe that they have a right to punish evildoers, um, mm-hmm. but but the government's job is primarily in in the realm of uh, what I would describe as punitive justice. That's what, that's what, that's what the sword is for to punish evildoers. They can or retributive, uh, and exactly. Yeah. They, they, yeah. So they've they've done something and it must and must be done back to them. That's rooted in the Genesis nine death penalty law um, and restitution laws and so on. But I don't believe that the Bible gives the government um, uh, preventative powers, um, okay. uh, 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 short of what I would call sort of imminent threat. So the, you know, you have the, the shooter across the street, right. there's a certain kind of preventative power that says you block off this intersection. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bo- go here, the yeah. bombers are coming, you know, whatever. So sure. there's a, 
I would say, you know, maybe a very, very slight, slight sliver of preventative there, but it's primarily punitive and all of the, the building codes and health codes. And I mean, are, are, I don't mind them advising, but to right. fine, punish, shut down, imprison, uh, over those regulate, <laughs> I would say all of that is overstepping biblical law. Right. Sure. So how, how, how would you understand, for instance, just, just a couple examples to come to mind? Yeah. Uh, rules, rules for you know, guardrails around the, the roof of the house in yeah. numbers. Or how would you understand the Solomon's trade with the king in Lebanon in, in building up a palace and building up the temple and so forth and taxing the people for those kinds of things that aren't necessarily retributive or punitive, right? But they are, let's say, on the one hand, preventative. On the other hand, with with with, with uh, I would say preventative in, in, in the numbers example, or in in Solomon's case building up the economy the the easy so the easier one i uh, will start with the, the fence the, the fence, fence around the roof thing um is, applies to all of them actually yeah is the clearest principle that i'd want to hold to which is that um there is a a command there but there's uh-huh. no punishment for failure to put a fence around your roof the only uh-huh. punishment listed is if someone falls off the roof then you the blood of the You're liable the, is on yeah. your head so, so there is a liability and so, but there's no building inspector going around in Israel checking to fences see if, this high, if you have fences this up. Far. Uh, it's only when when a crime has actually happened or an accident has actually happened, and there's actually blood shed, then uh-huh. then there's a punishment. Okay. So it's overstepping. If Israel had a building inspector, it would be o- overstepping their bounds. All right, everybody, fences only four feet high. It, it, that's that's tyranny. Um, yeah, I, I guess so. I, I would understand that a little more. I appreciate the distinction you're making. I, I guess I would understand that a little bit more expansively and say I think uh, that gives us grounds. An implication of that is to send around that building inspector. So let me let me ask this then. So the, the concern I have, I can see why someone might say that, but the concern I have is then what would be a just penalty right. for not having the fence up? Nothing bad's happened. N- nothing, nothing's happened. Um when someone's fallen off and the blood's been shed, we know eye for eye, tooth for tooth, life for life. That's the just penalty. What would be the biblical punishment? But if the building inspector comes around and the fence is not up and the guy says, no, well, we don't use it like you guys do, so we don't need to have a fence up there. And the guy says, but it's on the books. What's the biblical yeah. penalty for that? Yeah, that's a, t- that's a, that's a great question. Natural question. Uh, it's it's not going to be, be life for life, right? I think it's going to be something dramatically dramatically smaller it would be some kind of fine so as to prevent so let me let me use a, a contemporary what biblical fine J- jonathan what biblical fine would you hold that person to who doesn't have a fence i i would i would say that uh the instance of um uh, a, a person being incautious and and failing to show due regard to one's neighbor in those ways uh, uh, potentially requires, I think the government has grounds to provide some kind of punitive action. Now, does the Bible outline how much or what? No, it doesn't. Because there's no crime, there's no, crime, there's no victim. So, Jonathan, it, it seems like one of the principles in biblical law is that, uh, you know, there's restitution. And, no, and, I, oh, well, hold, hold on, hold on. Okay, hold go, on ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, uh, just, to, just to kind of complete my answer. Go yeah. for it. Uh, where I'm departing from you is where you guys are insisting on staying with retribution or punitive action alone. I am not. Right. I am saying a legitimate implication of Genesis 9, 5, and 6 is preventative or even arguably, and I think Christians are going to disagree, 
and I think there's good room for it here, uh, arguably to build up. So by justice, a king builds up the land, right? Proverbs 29, 4. And that's what we see in the example of Solomon. Solomon is taxing people and he's building up the land in a way that's conducive to human flourishing. And so if we place Genesis 9, 5, and 6 in its context of Genesis 9, 1, and 2, and 7, and the repeat of the dominion mandate, what's the purpose of Genesis 9, 5, and 6 and this retributive principle? The purpose is to facilitate 1 and 2 and 7, which are sandwiching 5 and 6. Sure. 5 and 6 is the justice at mechanism, right. which serve the purposes of 1 and 2 and 7. And in that light, I understand that there is a little bit more expansive room for government to do things that, as it were, build up the land. Now, so, so you the- can quickly go to an expansivist protect you know perfection is government i don't want to do that either but there's right? the... i am going to offer a little bit of room to do that and i think the example of solomon gives us exactly just such a thing but the concern so the concern that i have at least i think we have uh, we would share is is that um where do you, where's the, the limit where's the breaks though i right. mean so so you you say this is this is for building up i mean um the Green New Deal is for build, building up. I mean, the, yeah, the, the, the Democratic platform claims to be all about human flourishing. Um, so, you know, you, you've, I, I believe that if you, if you um, depart from a biblical standard of justice, meaning you have a standard and the Bible says this is what needs to be, you know, this has gone wrong, this you put back. If you depart from that, then what you've left it up to is the imaginations of men. I mean, we have to make something up. And, right, if, right. and and when you do that, you've opened the door right. did. To, to tyranny. There's there's no there's no breaks Dennis there. You, you can't say make it up for five minutes, but you can't make it up for an hour. I mean, the, you, yeah, sure. I mean, where, where's the breaks? Yeah, I, I, I actually I think you're you're uh, you're you're missing a crucial piece. I would suggest you might be missing a crucial piece of of how kings reign, right? I'm I'm thinking of Proverbs chapter. 8 verses 15 and 16. This is Lady Wisdom speaking, and she says, I possess good advice and sound wisdom. I have understanding and strength. It is by me that kings reign and rulers enact just law. By me, princes lead, as do nobles and all righteous judges. Or let's go back to Solomon again. Let's go to Solomon. Uh, let's go to 1 Kings 3.28. You have the episode in chapter 3 of the two prostitutes coming right. before Solomon. My baby, no buy baby. Right. Ah, uh, there's no, there's no verse for this. What, what, what do I do here? Right. Uh, I know. Give me a sword. Mm-hmm. Cut the baby in the half. Real right. mama says, no, 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 no. It's hers. Everybody knows who's a real mama. How, how does, how does the narrator sum up this whole episode? Verse 28. Here's the political philosophy of the Bible in a single verse. And the people were amazed. I'm doing this by memory, so I might get it wrong. And people were amazed that God had given wisdom to Solomon, the wisdom of God, to do justice. What do we need to reign? What do we need to rule? We need wisdom. Right. Sure. But the problem is, is wisdom, is, wisdom comes from the word of God. Wisdom comes from His the, standard. the revealed standards. And so I agree with you that there was no script. Well, see, I, I, would, I, would, I would say that's true, but I would also say the entire domain of common grace, sure. and the entire domain of learning and creation, wisdom literature is creation literature. Sure. So when you study mathematics, when you study science, when you study engineering, you are growing in, as Amen. I, as I yeah. understand it from, yeah. from the wisdom, you are growing in wisdom. Now, yeah. mathematics is not in the Bible. Nonetheless, I am saying because God created the world with mathematical rigor and precision to grow in an understanding of mathematics is to grow in at least one category of wisdom. And what princes need, what governors need is wisdom, which is to say, Toby, that 
not all of our political solutions and punishments are going to be scripted. So you can say, hey, you're just appealing to imagination. Well, I would say, actually, no. I think you might be trying to over-legislate what is inherently in the domain of wisdom. So, But what's the breaks? Uh, the question I had was, so where are the breaks? Can I give an example of Good that? Wisdom. Good wisdom versus bad wisdom. So, 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 okay, let's just say that the government decided to actually lock up John MacArthur, take him and arrest him, put him in jail and say, you have... Uh, 30 years in prison for breaking our law. Uh, you endangered thousands you endangered of people's thousands lives. Of people. And all the lives yeah. we calculated, you, you put at risk and potentially death. Millions of lives. You are in, you're in jail now for 30 days. Your response is... How about 30 years? 30 years. Let's give them 30 years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, is that, that wisdom? I'd say that's, I would say that was probably profoundly unwise and unjust. How do you know that? See, here's the, here's, here's, here's the temptation. The temptation is like, okay, I need a Bible verse to script every decision I'm ever going to make. Right? And I, I just don't, I don't think that's reality. I think instead what the Lord has done is he's made us in his image. He's called us to walk in wisdom, relying on him, recognizing that a lot. I mean, brothers, uh, Toby, I know you're a pastor. Brother uh, uh, Knox and, 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 and Gabe, I don't know if you guys are. But you understand that in a lot of these tough pastoral situations, it's just not scripted, right? In this sin issue, in this marriage issue. I can't believe you just But, but, but here's the thing, and though. what you need, and let me finish, let me yeah. finish. And what you need is is to lean into the Lord and say, Lord, I don't know which way to walk here. Give me wisdom. So you're saying, what are the breaks? Well, the breaks are wisdom. The, but, the okay. breaks are Good sense versus bad sense. I just can't script everything the way you're asking me to script. No, everything. And, and I'm not asking no, you so to script. So bad it. wisdom would lead to the sort of situation that you're describing, Knox. I no, would no, say that would be profoundly unwise and therefore unjust. Well, and I would say that they don't have the authority if you have no one sick inside. And we get this just from the Bible, how it talks about quarantines in Leviticus. The government doesn't have a right to quarantine the healthy. The sure, government yeah. does not have the right to say, oh, healthy people need to be quarantined. They are there to quarantine those that are sick. And if no one is sick there at the seat and see what I did there, I used wisdom as related to the word of God and how in God's revealed word. Yeah. And so I can say that based on the scripture that God has given us in his case laws and we can work from wisdom out there for things that we don't have. But it's pretty far fetched to find situations that God's law has not spoken to us directly or as in the Westminster Confession says, through good reason. So I want to apply everything and know all of God's word and say, oh, here goes the law, the case law, and work through that. I don't want to just say, oh, let's just have wisdom. No, no, no. Wisdom. Even kings had to write the law. That's what made them a good king because they ruled according to God's law. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I guess maybe I don't know if we're talking past each other or not, but I mean, part of my, my, my point is I agree, of course, with Proverbs. I agree with the, the need for wisdom. Of course, yeah. um, Solomon's facing a situation that there wasn't a specific Bible verse for, but there were a bunch of Bible verses that sort of um, that guarded his decision making. There were certain places he, uh, and, he and, could and, not and, he couldn't and gave go. Him principles by which act certainly. What's that? I agree. What would you say? Principle. And gave them principles by which to act and yeah. make his judgment. But yeah, but in in the in, there there should be Bible verses though behind our decision making. It, it, you, wisdom is not merely just saying, um, well, there's not a verse about this, um, so I guess a twenty percent tax rate is okay. I mean, that's you know that a twenty uh, you know. In, in Samuel, Samuel warns the Israelites that if they get a king, he might be so tyrannical as to tax them at a 10% rate, <laughs> right? And and we think... I wish more people read that verse. Right? <laughs> I know, right? right. But, but that's the thing. But, it, but, but we anchor wisdom but, there. But I guess right? my question for you is, is, that's in the Bible. Samuel says it would be tyranny for a politician, 
for, for a government to require taxes as much as God requires in the right. tithe. Yeah. That is tyranny. Sure. Because he's claiming to be and, God. And, and my question is, is but is it... Could somebody claim biblical wisdom and endorse, a, you know, a 15% uh, tax code because, you know, well, it doesn't seem too unreasonable. Sure. It, it, it may be, brothers, that we, we have different views of the normative nature of uh, what we find under the old covenant for governments today. And it may be we differ on what exactly kind of book the Bible is. I understand that the Old Covenant and instructions given to Solomon and David and the kings in general and Leviticus are relevant, and we can learn from them, and therefore I'm going to appeal to them. But yeah. I don't understand them to be directly normative, nor do I understand us to look to them to say, okay, this is how we will do government directly. It's, it's always going to be indirect insofar as Christ has fulfilled the entire Old Covenant and Sure, hey, and, but but you do think you do think God's righteousness, law, but it's not normative in a direct okay. sense. And I th- so I think there may be differences between us on how you would use the old covenant in the Bible hermeneutically and how mm. I would attempt. To so do here's so. so Jonathan. Here's my question. Then with that statement, do you think that people who have sex with animals should be put to death? People who have what animals? Who who have sex with animals should they be put to death? I've never in my life had that question posed to me. It's a pastoral question. <laughs> yeah. and, and if you didn't know, we're, fa- uh, we're fast I, approaching um, it being very relevant. No. You don't think they no. should be put to I death? Mean, okay. we're, we're pushing into territory I've, I've never mentally gone into, so I'm, I'm a little Well, that's what the Bible says. Scared, but, but, my, my, but no. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says that those that have sex with animals, Leviticus 18, should be put to death. Let me, uh-huh. let me ask let me ask you another question, though. Uh, do you, and I, it, also, it, also, it also says under the Old Covenant that children that disobey their parents should be stoned. Have you not been to Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> <laughs> just, just asking. Um, but also, too, don't forget that as it defined a child, that child was, was drinking and becoming a, a nuisance to the community. And it was evident that he was somebody who was destroying the community. So I don't think the Bible is wrong in that I mean, if you, bur- if, you, if you looted Target and burned it down. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, and, I mean and, and maybe the, you were there. And the parent is bringing them before the elders. I'm, so the, the, I'm just asking because I'm trying to figure out how are you making your assessments on the world? So. Uh, uh, let's just let's make it a little more simple. Do you think someone who commits murder should be killed? Judiciously, uh, I judiciously. Think, uh, I think there needs to be space for that in a government program. So yes, I am pro capital punishment. You're, okay, you're, you're pro capital punishment. What about a woman who commits an abortion? Should she face the death penalty? Uh, probably not. No. Why not? I think there's a different set of factors and considerations there. She's pregnant. She doesn't want the baby. She's she, on her fifth one. She knows that she doesn't want to keep it, and she's like, I'm going to kill my child and goes to the abortion. You're, you're going to, Knox, I understand. You're going you're gonna to argue that she should be. Is that right? I'm, I'm arguing that there's a murder that's taking place, and I'm wondering what your position is on murder. So your, your position is that we should put to death people who have had abortions. There are certain cases that I would like to take our biblical case law and apply to each situation. 
So yes, I mean, so, I mean, the, I mean, the like, answers, yeah. Take take an example where the guy, you know, the whole shout your abortion thing, and you've right. got, you know, say you've got a lady that's, you know, on her sixth one. She takes pictures of the ultrasound. It's a baby. I'm gonna go kill it. And she goes to Planned Parenthood and she does it and I mean, takes a picture of I, herself doing it I, at Planned Parenthood. I would absolutely say that at some point. There's absolutely a first degree capital murder going on in that kind of situation. Now, and, this, and there needs to be a fair trial, and, and, and all the, of at least course, that's the law. At the very least, just if we if we follow case law, we recognize that um, not every murder is first degree murder. That's right, and so that has to be judiciously, you know, proven that's in a court. Fo- if you follow case law in a court of law, <laughs> um, but he's just saying it should be on on the table if a murder has taken place. But you're saying it shouldn't be. I'm saying, I th- I, honestly, brothers, I've, I've never thought about this particular hmm. question. Uh, I'd, I'd be reluctant to kind of rush out and, and speak in a matter I've not given, frankly, any thought to. My instinct is to say, no, I, would, I don't think she would be, should be. My instinct is to say that there's going to be a number of other considerations at play that should weigh into that particular judgment. Okay, you know, Jonathan, just uh, so, let, let me. So no. But again, I, what about honestly, abortion doctors? Not something I've given much thought to. What What about abortion doctors? Would you say that they are easily committing murder? They should be tried for murder. Now, an, an abortion. Now, an abortion doctor. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm like again. I'm. I'm reluctant to step into territory I've not really thought about. But in my mind, that would make a clearer. If one is to make a case for that, yeah, one could more clearly, I think, make it for the abortion doctor. But, but, but genuinely, guys, you, you can keep pushing. You might find some inconsistencies in what I say. I've just not thought through this topic. Yeah. Nor am I, really I, I guess to, it seems it just I mean, I, I appreciate that, Jonathan. And I, I know like we've all got, you know, areas where we focus on and, and I, I and we haven't I, thought through. I, I, yeah. I totally understand that. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I guess it just it sort of surprises me that in a culture that's killed 65 million babies where, you know, the highest murder rate. Um, in our country is the murder of babies and we have hermit gosnells and we have these people you know and 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 you know governors talking about you know full term you know let them be born and let them die kind of thing i guess somebody who's so familiar with genesis 9 it would be like sort of like i mean isn't that where it applies i mean that's where the blood has been shed yeah, uh, it, uh, certainly that would be one and probably crucial, maybe a determinative principle to bring to bear. I, I would just want to ask the question, are there other principles from Scripture that we would want to bring into this conversation? And I've just – yeah. I've just sitting here all by my lonesome at my desk <laughs> through the entire conversation yeah, and what other biblical principles we might bring to bear. Well, sure. I so think you, you brought up – You can press me. Brothers, you can press me on that one verse and say, doesn't this verse apply? And I'm going to say – yeah, it does, but there might be other verses that apply too. Just yeah. I, I just have not been given the opportunity to think about it. And I just uh, you brought up a good distinction uh, earlier where I think we do disagree on how we apply the Old Testament now. And I, and I guess the, well, I, I said the Old Covenant. The Old Covenant, um, sure. Um, Creation covenant through Noah, I think, remains pertinent and relative to understanding the work of the government. Right. It's given to humanity in common. And, and right. So I just the I, I basic got, principle that we're landing on is like God's law is good, even even as you know Jesus Christ died and rose again, and what that law yeah. looks like on the other side of the cross. We we want to lean into and find our wisdom and principles in God's law because it's good, even 
the Levitical laws are good, and that's where Brother, and, and I agree far better than man's law. Yeah, I mean, I we're we're living out Leviticus right now in our culture, where the government's telling us to wear a mask. I, I prefer God's Levitical laws over our government Levitical laws right any, now. Any day, you know, any day. All so. right, but it, it, turn the corner here. We got. I know we just okay, we're, we're taking look, we're way over time. You're being here. very gracious. It, yeah, yeah, way over time. But um, hey, seriously, okay, can I just say I did. I th- I asked myself beforehand, what is it we're going to talk about in this 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 thing? I wonder. What I wonder about. I did not anticipate capital punishment for abortion. That did not cross my mind. <laughs> but you thought about Leviticus eighteen sex with things. animals. <laughs> <laughs> no, didn't, didn't think of that one. Either. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, Pastor Jonathan, can can a Christian vote for Joe and Kamala in November? For Joe and Kamala, uh, I would say that. Uh, a Christian should not vote for Joe and Kamala. Okay. Uh, is, uh, could a Christian uh, vote for uh, a slave owner like Thomas Jefferson? Uh, I would say a Christian should not vote for a slave owner. Oh, okay. This is seriously, this is seriously like pop quiz hour. This like, is awesome. No, no, well, you're like, what? I- I got to follow questions up. Questions are going to come up on the test next. <laughs> this one, this one. Are you not a teacher would, of the law? <laughs> would uh, Philemon be allowed in nine marks? <laughs> I guess it depends on how he responds to Paul. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good. That's good. That's good. Oh man, we, we could keep going for a long time here. Do you guys? Oh, you, no, you, this... you, I think I think we hit him. <laughs> He's got to okay, go get his Jonathan, kids. When you, when you get some of these figured out and you're working through some of these, would you like to come back on and maybe talk about some of those a little more? Because I love to extend this conversation if you would like. Hmm, let me think about that. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't thought about that one either. I wasn't prepared for that question, so I'm just going to need to ask myself which biblical principle. Oh, <laughs> at least you're being consistent. Love your neighbor. Love your neighbor. <laughs> let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. I enjoyed the conversation with you guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate your here, – here's what's awesome about what you're doing. You're trying to insist on biblical faithfulness. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate that. Yeah. Well, and uh, we we um, love the interaction we've had with you, Toby. Toby's love. Oh, there we go. No, do we pause? He froze. He froze. Oh, he's back. Right. Hey, All Jonathan, right. hold on right there. We're gonna come right back after this, and we're gonna talk to you in a second. More yeah. cross politic coming up next. Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations. Our most precious commodity is time. No one has ever lied on their deathbed wishing they had spent more time making money. They all wish they had spent more time creating a legacy. Our modern education system steals that legacy, steals that time from our children. That's why I'm passionate about homeschooling. That's why at Classical Conversations, we want to give you more time to create that legacy, follow your passions, and glorify God. Visit classicalconversations.com for more information. That was slow motion. Ooh. All right. All right. So now this is the third segment. It's not on NRB TV anymore. It's not on Xfinity anymore. This scotch is fantastic. <laughs> this is really good. Now the people who watch it NRB are like, oh, yeah. that's what they do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they, oh, they drink scotch in the third segment. Hey, big thank you to Jonathan Lehman. Yes. Appreciate him coming on. Yes. We got we to gotta sit him down. Finish that I, would like, I would like to talk about strategy and tactics with them. I thought that'd yeah. be a fruitful fun yeah, conversation. Because yeah, there's, there's yeah. the principles, right? And then there's the, yeah the strategy yeah. and the tactics. I, I would like to that'd be fun. There's I'd a like lot to press a little bit more there. There's a lot more there. I, but I am surprised that you can write two books on politics and have not thought through some of these topics. I just if that's if that's yeah. and especially as somebody who's you know an academic, 
I'm not an academic. I ain't wrote I, one article. I, I so <laughs> I'm just I saying. Think, unfortunately, I, I, I said this. Up. I, I, shut I, up. I said this. No, no, you're fine. I said this to you off air, but I, I'll say it again here. Is I think um, this that take uh, or this sort of sensibility, yeah, uh-huh. um, is I think um, par for the course. Actually, I think Lehman's better. Yeah. Than than most than most of my Presbyterian m- brothers, most Reformed oh, Presbyterians. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think un- unfortunately, and yeah. um, and I don't mean that as any kind of slight. I'm just I'm just saying like I think that's what our seminaries are at. I don't I don't think he's ma- he well, was more direct than Scott Sauls. I was surprised oh, by yeah. that. Way uh, more direct, yeah. way more, um, and I appreciated that no. from him. No, no, we need to get drinks with him in DC. I'd sometime love to. I yeah. really uh, love and, to and, and yeah. talk a little bit further, maybe about that um, bad th word. We didn't even talk about race. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, hey, uh, remember first segment we left you hanging with Nancy Pelosi making excuses about getting set up. Well, we're going to talk about that a little bit more. But uh, Kaylee, you know, oh Kaylee, sister Kaylee at the White House. Oh, this, man. This sharp. Uh, she she was uh, doing some uh, top notch. What did Eric Mason say? I don't you know. Gold. Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, trolling. <laughs> OK. Two briefings ago, I asked, where is Nancy Pelosi? Today, I can announce we have found Nancy Pelosi. Um, As you can see, we found Nancy Pelosi going into her hair salon. We will be playing the video on loop for all of you to see during the duration of this introduction. Nancy Pelosi was not in the halls of Congress when I asked where she was. She was not working in good faith to make a deal for the American people. And repeat. Nope, Nancy Pelosi was found in San Francisco at a hair salon where she was indoors, even though salons in California are not only open for outdoor service. Apparently, the rules do not apply to Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Wow. She wants small businesses to stay shut down, but only reopen for her convenience. Woo! And it keeps... It keeps playing the, the whole, whole interview, the whole presser. She's got that playing on loop behind the whole her time. the whole time. Oh, Nancy man. Pelosi's whole little thing about being set up was just hilarious to yeah. me because I there was a part of me she was takes like, responsibility now. Well, she took responsibility for, for knowing that it was a should have known it was for, a setup for being set up. And I, I just thought about the guy who's like, you know. He's got two prostitutes in a hotel room. It's like, they set me up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they offered me a free hotel room in both of them. I they mean, weren't even going to charge I me. I should have known it was a setup. Well, okay. I take responsibility for being set up. And the pastor who says, I was like, good job. I'm glad that, I'm glad that yeah. you got caught right. revealing Seriously. the internals of your heart. Right. Yeah. Because this is exactly, and I'm not so mad at Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. I'm really not. I'm just thinking to myself, we'll follow suit. Why don't everybody just open up? Everybody imitate Nancy. Be like Nancy. She's leading. It's funny because I wish a lot more people were doing some sort of leading like Nancy. It was just like, I'm just going to go get my hair done. I'll just have to say, one of the things in all this is how um, uh, resistance um, uh, businesses are to tyranny. Like they're kind of going with the shutdown for a long time. Yeah. But I think this is like when when you got a king or when you got a. resistant. Well, um, when you got a king. Did you say king? Comes to shove. <laughs> I'm just saying how much how much uh, oppression businesses are willing to go through oh, to yeah. try to make it through. Yeah, there's you know, a lot, and, and I think people in general, citizens in general, are. I mean, you got you got you know the history of Nazi Germany, China, all the oppression right. that the Chinese people are going through, and they're this they're going is, through it. And our business has been doing this for four months, shut down for four months. This is actually, believe it or not, in the Declaration of Independence. It actually says in the Declaration of Independence that people are more willing to be oppressed mm-hmm. than to throw off yeah. oppression. No oppression. It's That's actually right. in the Declaration That's of Independence. Right. And yeah. it says, but nevertheless, when, um, when governments overstep their bounds, mm-hmm. 
the people have not only the right but the duty, duty. Yeah. to yep. throw off those bounds. Yep. Um, was it was it Frederick uh, Bastiat? Did I say his name? Bastiat. Bastiat. Bastiat that's yeah. right. Bastiat. Um, but I, I was really one of the things that he brought up that I was thought was really good on the book, The Law. The Law. It was yeah. a really good book. And Short little guy that'll punch you in the mouth. I, I mean, he, you it, know, he's the father of the um, uh, broken glass effect. I don't so know. a lot of people attribute it to Hazlitt, but it's actually Bastiat who oh, really? okay. started started that um, yeah. principle. What he said was that government comes together to protect personhood property and liberty right. and that's what individuals come together right. to protect those things from other individuals mm. how can then government which is designed to protect those things mm. come and then take away those Rush very you. things yep. right. that's that's not good law that's not good government and that's right. exactly what's happening with government right now right. they're designed to protect liberty well, designed to protect property and, and, and personhood yeah the further you get away we, we touched on this with with uh, lehman but the further you get away from god's law yeah um the more chaos it creates yeah and nobody really knows what the law is mm -hmm. and everybody's guilty of breaking one of them that's right mm -hmm. that, and that's that's one of the things that i think christians sh i've said this a few times but christians should hate about the shutdowns and the mandates and all this stuff is because they're they are you're breaking one right now you're breaking one right that's now right. that's right you, you can't and everybody knows it i mean yeah. and, and there's you know Pelosi's doing her thing. The the mayor of Philly's doing her thing. The you know Taylor His, Swift's doing her thing. Him, we don't yeah. know him but, or her. But like nobody has kept these laws perfectly. No, that's right. And and it's and and that's what, what have you done? You've essentially criminalized the whole population. Yeah. Right. I mean, right. everybody's guilty at some point. You're just like, well, just try, just try. This is yeah. it, it's why it's wicked. You know, yeah. something that kept that keeps running in my head after the interview with Jonathan Lehman actually connects back to a sermon that you preached. Was it last week uh -oh. on, on parenting? Uh oh. And it, it was amazing because you said something that I didn't know I was doing, but was grateful. Been listening to a lot of parenting sermons, yeah. and and actually, it was revealed when I went to church one time years ago with the kids that our kids wouldn't sit still in service. Right. And it was like a light went on and said it was almost like God said, "But how are you training them? Right. Do they act like this at home? Right. Do they not sit still? Do you do right. family worship and teach them to listen to the word of God as it right. comes forth? Right. How, and you said Sunday." Christians run the play with your kids. When someone right. takes something from your child, have you run the play with them so right. that they know if he takes and snatches away? Have you, have you how trained you them act? on right. that play? But, but right. your idea was run the play. And right now we're seeing a lot of Christians who have not run the play, period, mm -hmm. and all of the work that we have. And That's this good. is what Jonathan Lee yep. was saying with Leviticus 18. I, I, I haven't thought about yep. that. Right. I haven't run that play. And, and I haven't run that play. And, right. and, but Christians... Guys, if we're not work, we saturated, need to, we this, need to run this play. If we're not yeah, saturated right. first in the Word of God, understanding the Word of God, and start saying, "Okay, we are getting to the place now where sex with animals is not a far fetched." I just read an article where people are having sex with uh, people who are in, in the grave. They're going and digging up people, and, and so what do you do? Oh my goodness! And, and so if we don't have an answer oh for goodness. that, yeah. this is not far fetched. The Bible puts it there for a reason. Right. That's why I got to buy a ride, Sally ride. And so, That's, but yeah. but it, this right. goes back to look. If we're not doing the basic things in our house when it comes to rearing our children and teaching them right. about God's word and running the play there, right. 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 no wonder why we can't run the play when it comes to politics, right. when it comes to government, right. when it comes to right. local. We don't. Well, that, and that's why I think you know, many people have said, you know, what, what's what's the big deal with the masks or whatever? Right. What's the big deal? Well, yeah. there's one sense in which. I just I totally want to agree. Like it's not like right. I don't care about the <laughs> right, like, right, That's right. not the deal. The point is though is is what is the play that's being practiced? Yes. And where did this come from? What, what's what's the context of all this? Yeah, of course I don't I don't care about the thing itself. It in and of itself is you know right. whatever. Yeah, You're yeah. being conditioned. If it was just what it was, yeah. it wouldn't be a thing. No, but but the whole narrative is the thing that we're, it's a dry run. 
Yeah. Right. You know, it, it, this is this is a a, a, scrim- a conditioning. This is a scrimmage. Yeah, yeah, yep. that's right. And 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 unfortunately, there are not very many people running a, a strong play here. Right. Um. And and saying, wait a second. Um. You know, Trump's uh, brought in thankfully some new advisors for his uh, COVID yeah. right. um, advisory mm-hmm. team. Um. Who are from Stanford? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like Stanford. Yep. Have you seen them? Yeah, Scott, they, those Scott guys. Are, Atlas. Yeah. Scott Atlas. We actually had um, uh, Dr. Bakhtaria. Yeah, Jay from Stanford. Jay Bakhtaria. Who's Dr. J? Who's the other guy? Um, early on, it's um, I forgot his name. Um, in March, it's on my daily news brief from Friday. Um, if you have the app, you can get that. Um, he, he in March, um, ran the numbers and said, "I'm pretty sure." That the infection fatality rate is going to be about point two. Yeah, that's right. In May, yep. In May, um, the CDC yep. actually released a uh, a, a grid um, in which it said it, it had a few possible IFRs. Yeah, and said most likely IFR will be point two five or point two six. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Okay. Um, just on September 2nd, last week, right. a new study comes out. It's a peer-reviewed journal article, and it, it did a study, I believe, of uh, Iowa or Ohio or one of these states where there's 150,000 cases okay. um, and so on, and arrives at 0.26 yeah. 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 IFR, yeah. infection fatality rate. Um, anyways, I'm grateful for all that, but that the point of this is like, Hey guys, this plays into this, right? Okay, are we going to base our decision making on facts and truth or not? Yeah, and and that's and that's that's the thing that I think really really matters. And, and all of this is you you have to you know yes, the government has a right um, to uh, protect from active shooters and and, of course. and plague of course, um, of, but but what are the facts? Yeah, well, but and but the even- infection fatality rate <laughs> is just twice. That of the flu. Yeah. But, even, yeah, but, but, but it's even, even lower than that, well, probably, because the CDC just came well, out last well, week talking about that of, out of all 150,000 COVID, 160,000 COVID deaths, that only 6% specifically died right. from the COVID. That's not really new information, but, though. That's, no, no, no that's, it's not. But, but it's, it needs to be no, no, reminded I, and considered. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure it's as big of a deal as – I mean, I, I think the numbers are slightly skewed, but I don't think that 6% number is actually as big as people are making it to be. How many um, – it's, it's the same thing with the pandemics. flu, Pandemics. No, exactly. The, that's, the, that's where I'm going. How many pandemics is, are measured like this? The flu is 0.01. 0. 0.01. 0.01. 0.01. And yep. they're saying this is um, 0. 0.0. Or no, point, they're saying 0. 0.2, 0. which is very significantly yeah. different. But, but the point being, they measure those things the same. I know. I'm, I'm saying that's what I'm arguing is they're measuring them apples and oranges. No, they're no, no, saying no. yes. They're saying I like that. This. Yeah. No, no. They're saying no. that. Yes. No. They're, they're measuring that all those who died with COVID, not just from COVID, are are at this rate. Point but, two. But Gabe, they do the same but, thing with the flu every no, year. No, they do not. Yes, they do. They do not. Point me out the numbers where they say that hey, over 150,000 <laughs> people that had two at least on average 2.5 comorbidities died from the flu. They do that. They don't do that. No, they do. I haven't seen any numbers from that. A- ask a doctor. Because if they did, doctor. we would all be wearing masks right now. No. No, yes. that's, that's the insanity Mass of this. Don't work. We, that's the insanity <laughs> of this is that we've never done it from the flu. The flu has always been, I mean, this is included on cause the reason, of death. The reason why you don't know the numbers is because they don't report it. Okay. Can you, I can't, say, you can't pull it off the top of your head. I, I do want to say this real quick, though. Regardless, or if I was gay, but I'd say irregardless. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a word. <laughs> Regardless, let's say that every and we ha- and let me tell you what you guys just got done arguing is super important because we got to argue COVID. 
You got to argue yeah. the validity of COVID first yeah, right. of all, because that's the legitimacy that's, of whether there's an, actually an emergency. That's right. But mm-hmm. even if there was an emergency, even God's law allows a certain restriction on government, right. even in emergency. Right. Just because there's an emergency doesn't give open um, right. uh, ability to the government it's to act blank, how they want. It's, it's, not, a it's, no, it's not a blank right. check. And it's that's, not a blank check. If you don't know that, then when all of a sudden you'll throw your hands up. Right. Look, there. What does the Bible say about quarantining? Right. It says Who you can quarantine the Sick. Right. The sick. Right. If John MacArthur has said we don't have no sick folk, sick folk in our church. Right. Well, guess what? There is no authority there whatsoever from the government to, to quarantine. And, and let me just, right. I just, but, but we gave that farm up. Yeah, yeah we did decades ago. Well, yeah, yeah because we yeah, that's sold right. that farm. When we stop baptizing it, babies. No, no, no. But, it, but the, okay, I'm with that. I think, I think I'm with, I think I'm with that. Okay. But, but part of when we sold that farm is what the conversation, and we don't think this is a big thing. Do you allow building code to be run? Yeah. It's that's like, well, that's, that's, we think that's not a big deal. Yeah. You, you've been rolling along with seatbelt laws for a long time. Yeah. Right. But I just, Wear got a mask. Done, I just got done seeing an article saying that they want you now to have your mask on when you have sex. Yeah. Well, yeah. everybody's like, what yeah. is the government doing in our bedroom? Yeah. Right, right. Well, they've been in your bedroom. Right. Did, did you see Trump in Pennsylvania? They told you right. how far to keep your studs. Yep. How big you can have a room. Uh, what qualifies as a room? Does it have a closet in it? Does it not have right, a closet right. in it? Yeah. We, 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 we got put, I mean, do you guys see this week? The CDC has just put out um, this threat, basically. Um, they've, they've I said there can be no evictions yep. through the end of 2020. You know, oh my goodness. The CDC has basically claimed to become, they are the landlord of America. Wow. Yeah. You know why? Wow. Wisdom. Because <laughs> wisdom. Oh. Well, it's, just, it, it's that, just wisdom. But we've talked about this before. All the uh, rules and laws and edicts that have been put forth in the name of your health. Yeah. In the name of health codes. Well, and this you goes know, Thomas Jefferson for gets a pulled down yeah. in uh, Richmond, Virginia. It wasn't Thomas Jefferson. Stonewall Jackson. Right. In Richmond, Virginia, in the name of public safety. You guys, you guys know that Washington Monument is now on the list. Yeah, Liter- I know. Like, I saw literally. That. Yeah, the Washington, the, that. the Washington D.C. mayor released a report last week, and 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 list and page twenty two. If you want to know, wow. there's a list of eight monuments that yep. um, need to be considered to be either um, taken down um, mm-hmm. or contextualized in in some fashion. Um, but that mayor is fighting against oh, Trump. No. You know that mayor. Is- you know that mayor is allowing pro- protests, rioters and looters to come into D.C. because he's right. basically trying to get at Trump. I, I, I just in passing, you just mentioned what happened with the CDC. Right. CDC, they, Center for Disease and Control, right? Right, right. When in did, the name of health have decided that they are in charge of whether landlords can evict yeah. or not. Yep. No, thank you. Right. What? How? No, but, the, but that's called. We just talked about this with Frederick Bastiat, right? Yeah. Bastiat. That's Bastiat. It. Okay, Bastiat. We just the government is not there to destroy or remove. They're there to protect right. and guard. To protect your property. Their rights. property. Um, uh, they don't have any well, this authority. is really important because I'm actually I'm, I'm running as Lay Talk County Commissioner. I'm actually thinking through really? a lot of this. I no hey, idea. Really? really? You're running for Why? Lay Talk County because, Commissioner? Yeah, yeah. The local <laughs> magistrates, one of their most important duties is to protect Vote November 3rd, people's property branch. rights. Yeah. Is to protect yeah. them, not take them away, right. not fool with them. Right. No, but this is and, the thing. This is the thing. Okay. I'll, I'll, I, was thing. Gonna, I was gonna say something. But I'm finish it up. But you already said you're, you're no, no, running for Lay Talk County Commissioner. But here's the deal. He's running for Lay Talk County Commissioner. But here's where it practically comes in into play. Is we got all this farmland in our county, yep. and those farmers own it, yep. but they can't develop it. Right. And what ends up happening is they end up selling it to some big developer who has the money yep. to take this all the way to you know the Idaho Supreme Court, whatever. It's wicked. to be able to get the property rights it's aligned so they can develop yep. it. It's absolutely yep. the and farmers this is, lose. 
This is the state of Idaho. Yeah. And, yep. and Ladar right. County. Here, um, the Go. thing you need to read on, read, yeah. read this. Get yeah. Rush Dooney. Yes. You need to read Rush Dooney. Which, which, which specific, which one? All of it. Is. Yes. All of it. Yeah. Institutes. Institutes of Biblical Law. Yeah. One, two, and law. three. He works his way through the Ten Commandments, right? Yep. Case laws. Okay. Also, Tools of Dominion by Gary, DeMar- Gary North. Okay, Gary North. Um, here's the thing. Um, he makes a distinction between positive and negative law. That's right. And yeah. this is kind of what we were getting at with our discussion with Lehman about yeah. the difference between punitive and preventative. Right. right. It's very similar. Um, but his point is that civil law has a duty to remain in the negative realm. Yep. Okay. As uh, biblical law does, and that's mm-hmm. and that's based on mm-hmm. biblical law. Mm-hmm. The, the, you you read through the the Old Testament, and what you find the is principles that, 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 yeah. that the assignment given to the civil magistrate is negative. That's right. Meaning, so someone kills someone, me, meaning it punishes yeah. evildoers yeah. and yeah. it requires retribution. That's right. To the individual. restitution yep. uh, to individuals where crimes have been committed. Yeah. But it is not a it is it is not given the the task of positive. And this is where we dis- disagreed with Lehman in terms yeah. of yeah. building, you know, doing, building codes, doing, doing um, sort of whatever, building the kingdom. Right. Whatever. Mm-hmm. No, the, I, you know, Solomon multiplied taxes, but he also multiplied women. Yeah. And guns. <laughs> and, and he was and, and chariots and the yep. very thing that the law right. prohibited from him from doing. Yep, and Deuteronomy right. 17. That's, that's and, that was, yep. and that was, you know, he did it all in the name of human flourishing. I, 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 right. I'm sure. Right. Yeah. Um, but but here's the thing. Um, this the reason why is because there are no breaks. As soon as you allow right. the um, allow the government to do positive law to to prevent evil from happening, right. run out in front of you. Um, there's there's no stopping it, well, and, and then the, you ha- and you have the CDC saying, "I'm your landlord. You can't evict anybody." But the key reason why there's no breaks is because there's no biblical warrant and, for it, and, and, right? There's no there's, there's, there's no, no biblical law, law, no biblical for law it, right? That's, that's why there's no breaks is because you actually disconnect right. from the Bible on that, right. especially point. for exactly. where it seems that our culture is going as it relates to minorities and people of color in our country. Positive law is going to go around checking license plates. Positive law is going to yep. go around checking lights. Yep. Positive law will get you pulled over for something that you shouldn't really be right. pulled over for right. because you have not committed a crime. Positive so, law is it, going to go and see if, if you're cooking, and, baking and, cakes for homosexuals. And here's and here's the thing, right? My, my exactly, and the and the and my 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 gentle pushback to Lehman on this mm-hmm. is is brother. Um, the the problem is is that there's no way. Uh, I agree that leaders need wisdom. They need wisdom in applying biblical law. But there's no way to actually check the wisdom. Like when you, when when you, you bring it into the court of law, you bring it into the court of law. Was it wise or not wise? Right. How how do you decide what the penalty should be if it's all this sort of ethereal wisdom? There has Mm -hmm. to be a standard. There has to be. Otherwise, everything is manipulation. Everything is propaganda. And how do you get wisdom? Right. For the fear of God. Which is the law. This is the law. Right. I mean, then this is why, I mean, do I have time for one more? Go ahead, man. so you guys, we're freestyling. Did you see how um, uh, Vice got their um, gold child on uh, on their interview, Michael Rhino, before no, he died? Yeah, I did see that. Michael Rhino got gun. Isn't that some mess? I mean, so just you know, first of all, marinate on this. Marinate Go. on this. So Kyle Rittenhouse, of course, is the is the young seventeen year old man who was defending who's himself in jail, or prison, as far as I know, for right yeah. now. Yeah, I don't know if he's out on bail. He yet. might be out on bail. He's out on bail. He might, um, and has been completely. Um, demonized yeah. Yeah. in the media. Not the first time we've seen this. Um, and, and by the Democratic campaign. Oh, yeah, right. As, and, and is considered by Facebook a mass shooter. Yeah. You yeah. cannot write in defense of him. Twitter's also suspended and accounts. You can't anybody, even search for his name on Facebook. Anybody that said, you know, that 
there's something to be thinking about with Kyle Rittenhouse is, is yeah. banned. Yeah. Suspended. Yeah. Right. Meanwhile, Vice has an interview with Michael Reinel, who is apparently now dead. Yeah. Um, uh, Marshalls came in to, it, it arrest, to arrest him. him. But, but before that, Vice you know, had a golden boy moment interviewing him. You know, what, what's the deal? How, you know, why'd you do this? And he, he claims self-defense. He claims that, uh, he, you know, he couldn't stand there. And, and he, he said one of his, his friends of color, I think, was going to yes, be... Potentially going to get killed by potentially this gonna get killed. protest. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. But, you know, he's, he's apparently shot and killed uh, with a gunshot wound to the chest. A yep. man who had a uh, prayer patriot hat on. Hat on. Yeah. By the way, that whole thing with the patriot pair, yeah. guys... Um, They've been labeled a far right group. Yeah. Now the yeah. guy is is Christian. I've okay. seen some of his yeah. videos. Okay. I the mean, guy that got shot. No, no, the guy who was over Patriot Prayer. Oh, the guy that's leading that the, organization. That organization. Okay. I've seen those guys. Yeah. I mean, they're out there on the front lines, and so they're pretty hardcore. I would I would caution them in some things and use some wisdom in other yeah. things. Be careful. Be careful about. Yeah, but I mean, I would not. It's amazing how they've been labeled this far. Everything I read. Oh, yeah. This far right group because they wanted to paint the guy who was. Well, the play here is Christians. Right. Exactly. The play is, and, and that's what they're coming for. Is there is is Christians? Yeah. You know, you you're married to your wife. You yeah. Pa- you patriarchal. Right. That's that's you know, right. I'm far right. You hate her. You're, you're white supremacist. Yeah. You hate her. I, I'm, yeah, I fit inside of that <laughs> yep, category because you're married. Because well. you're still married. And yeah. you have seven kids. Yeah, right? I know. Yeah, and you didn't take yeah. a responsibility for getting. You know, played by that. Yeah, you, you should be hung in public. <laughs> that I mean, I'm just playing with the narrative there. Too far. I was taking. I was playing with the narrative. I'm done. All right, I'm done. Um, I, I, you think Jonathan will actually have beer with us, Jonathan? I hope you. We still want to have beer with you. You can come to the conference October 1st through 3rd in Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee. We'll see you there. All right. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. If you have kids, go baptize them. Until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. See you October 1st through 3rd in Nashville. You too, Jonathan. Jonathan.